Section 5 of The Crowd by Gustave Le Bon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Oxenhandler. Book 1, Chapter 4 of The Crowd. A Religious Shape Assumed by All the Convictions of Crowds. What is meant by the religious sentiment? It is independent of the worship of a divinity. Its characteristics, the strength of convictions assuming a religious shape. Various examples popular gods have never disappeared new forms under which they are revived religious forms of atheism importance of these notions from the historical point of view the reformation st bartholomew the terror and all analogous events are the result of the religious sentiments of crowds and not of the will of isolated individuals we have shown that crowds do not reason that they accept or reject ideas as a whole that they tolerate neither discussion nor contradiction, and that the suggestions brought to bear on them invade the entire field of their understanding, and tend at once to transform themselves into acts. We have shown that crowds suitably influenced are ready to sacrifice themselves for the ideal with which they have been inspired. We have also seen that they only entertain violent and extreme sentiments, that in their case sympathy quickly becomes adoration, and antipathy almost as soon as it is aroused is transformed into hatred these general indications furnish us already with a presentiment of the nature of the convictions of crowds when these convictions are closely examined whether at epochs marked by fervent religious faith or by great political upheavals such as those of the last century it is apparent that they always assume a peculiar form which i cannot better define than by giving it the name of a religious sentiment this sentiment has very simple characteristics, such as worship of a being supposed superior, fear of the power with which the being is credited, blind submission to its commands, inability to discuss its dogmas, the desire to spread them, and a tendency to consider as enemies all by whom they are not accepted. Whether such a sentiment applied to an invisible god, to a wooden or stone idol, to a hero or to a political conception, provided that it presents the preceding characteristics, its essence always remains religious. The supernatural and the miraculous are found to be present to the same extent. Crowds unconsciously accord a mysterious power to the political formula of the victorious leader that for the moment arouses their enthusiasm. A person is not religious solely when he worships a divinity, but when he puts all the resources of his mind, the complete submission of his will, and the whole-souled ardor of fanaticism at the service of a cause or an individual who becomes the goal and guide of his thoughts and actions intolerance and fanaticism are the necessary accompaniments of the religious sentiment they are inevitably displayed by those who believe themselves in the possession of the secret of earthly and eternal happiness these two characteristics are to be found in all men grouped together when they are inspired by a conviction of any kind the Jacobins of the Reign of Terror were at bottom as religious as the Catholics of the Inquisition, and their cruel ardor proceeded from the same source. The convictions of crowds assumed those characteristics of blind submission, fierce intolerance, and the need of violent propaganda, which are inherent in the religious sentiment, and it is for this reason that it may be said that all their beliefs have a religious form. The hero acclaimed by a crowd is a veritable god for that crowd. Napoleon was such a god for fifteen years, and a divinity never had more fervent worshippers or sent men to their death with greater ease. 
the christian and pagan gods never exercised a more absolute empire over the minds that had fallen under their sway all founders of religious or political creeds have established them solely because they were successful in inspiring crowds with those fanatical sentiments which have as result that man find their happiness in worship and obedience and are ready to lay down their lives for their idol this has been the case at all epochs fustel Declange, in his excellent work on roman gaul justly remarks that the roman empire was in no wise maintained by force but by the religious admiration it inspired it would be without a parallel in the history of the world he observes rightly that a form of government held in popular detestation should have lasted for five centuries it would be inexplicable that the thirty legions of the empire should have constrained a hundred million men to obedience the reason of their obedience was that the emperor who personified the greatness of rome was worshipped like a divinity by unanimous consent there were altars in honour of the emperor in the smallest townships of his realm from one end of the empire to the other a new religion was seen to arise in those days which had for its divinities the emperors themselves some years before the christian era the whole of gaul represented by sixty cities built in common a temple near the town of lyons in honour of augustus its priests elected by the unified gaelic cities were the principal personages in their country it is impossible to attribute all this to fear and servility whole nations are not servile and especially for three centuries it was not the courtiers who worshipped the prince it was rome and it was not rome merely but it was gaul it was spain it was greece and asia Today, the majority of the great men who have swayed men's minds no longer have altars but they have statues or their portraits are in the hands of their admirers and the cult of which they are the object is not notably different from that accorded to their predecessors an understanding of the philosophy of history is only to be got by a thorough appreciation of this fundamental point of the psychology of crowds the crowd demands a god before everything else it must not be supposed that these are the superstitions of a bygone age which reason has definitely banished sentiment has never been vanquished in its eternal conflict with reason crowds will hear no more of the words divinity and religion in whose name they were so long enslaved but they have never possessed so many fetishes as in the last hundred years and the old divinities have never had so many statues and altars raised in their honour those who in recent years have studied the popular movement known under the name of boulangism have been able to see with what ease the religious instincts of crowds are ready to revive there was not a country inn that did not possess the hero's portrait he was credited with the power of remedying all injustices and all evils and thousands of men would have given their lives for him great might have been his place in history had his character been at all on a level with his legendary reputation it is thus a very useless commonplace to assert that a religion is necessary for the masses because all political divine and social creeds only take root among them on the condition of always assuming the religious shape a shape which obviates the danger of discussion were it possible to induce the masses to adopt atheism this belief would exhibit all the intolerant ardour of a religious sentiment and in its exterior forms would soon become a cult the evolution of the small positivist sect furnishes us a curious proof in point what happened to the nihilist whose story is related by that profound thinker dostoevsky has quickly happened to the positivists illumined one day by the light of reason he broke the images of divinities and saints that adorned the altar of a chapel 
extinguished the candles and without losing a moment replaced the destroyed objects by the works of atheistic philosophers such as buchner and molchot after which he piously relighted the candles the object of the religious beliefs had been transformed but can it be truthfully said that his religious sentiments had changed certain historical events and they are precisely the most important i again repeat are not to be understood unless one has attained to an appreciation of the religious form which the convictions of crowds always assume in the long run there are social phenomena that need to be studied far more from the point of view of the psychologist than from that of the naturalist the great historian taine has only studied the revolution as a naturalist and on this account the real genesis of events has often escaped him he has perfectly observed the facts but from want of having studied the psychology of crowds he has not always been able to trace their causes the facts having appalled him by their bloodthirsty anarchic and ferocious side he has scarcely seen in the heroes of the great drama anything more than a horde of epileptic savages abandoning themselves without restraint to their instincts the violence of the revolution its massacres its need of propaganda its declarations of war upon all things are only to be properly explained by reflecting that the revolution was merely the establishment of a new religious belief in the mind of the masses the reformation the massacre of saint bartholomew the french religious wars the inquisition the reign of terror are phenomena of an identical kind brought about by crowds animated by those religious sentiments which necessarily lead those imbued with them to pitilessly extirpate by fire and sword whoever is opposed to the establishment of the new faith the methods of the inquisition are those of all whose convictions are genuine and sturdy their convictions would not deserve these epithets did they resort to other methods upheavals analogous to those i have just cited are only possible when it is the soul of the masses that brings them about the most absolute despots could not cause them when historians tell us that the massacre of st bartholomew was the work of a king they show themselves as ignorant of the psychology of crowds as of that of sovereigns manifestations of this order can only proceed from the soul of crowds the most absolute power of the most despotic monarch can scarcely do more than hasten or retard the moment of their apparition the massacre of st bartholomew or the religious wars were no more the work of kings than the reign of terror was the work of robespierre danton or st just at the bottom of such events is always to be found the working of the soul of the masses and never the power of the potentates end of section five